Hey everyone, it is Joy on Tap and we're here again. Um, welcome. We're so glad you're with us. Um, I'm Josh King uh, and I'm joined with Angie Montgomery. Hey, and I'm glad Angie is here. We have so much things to talk about because here's the thing, Angie. Mm-hmm. We're going to go into Thanksgiving. I know. Um, and some of you guys might be really dreading going into Thanksgiving because you have that one relative um, that brings up political stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, man. You, you, you have to, the, you know, the midterms are coming up. Oh, yeah. And so politics are going to just slowly begin to creep their way into the conversation. You're going to be trying to smash on a turkey leg and then someone's going to bring up about so-and-so. So, uh, do you have yeah. that experience? Of course I do. I'm white. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, it's good. It's good. Every, I feel like every white person has oh, a yeah. racist uncle Jim or racist aunt Sue. Um, Every single one of us do. And they're, and we're just going to be like, oh my gosh, did they just say that? Do they know you can't use those words anymore? (laughs) Not that you ever could, but like, they're like, well, I grew up in a different time. And you're like, no. (laughs) Yeah. I think, um, yeah, it's, it's just an interesting time because there's a lot of, okay. (laughs) Out of all the things that are happening in America right now, all the crap that's happening, um, there seems to be this idea of um, infringing on rights and the lack of freedom. So I've had a lot of conversations with people about this um, where they feel as if their freedom is being limited. Right. Mm-hmm. So their freedom is being taken away. Um, rather, it's, oh, I can't say the things I used to say or I can't be a jerk online. <laughs> the woke police will get me. Yeah. The like, Oh no. Facebook, Twitter, they're going to take away. Like, and then it's like this thing of like, I'm going to cheer on these quote unquote proponents of, um, or sorry, these champions of a free speech where they say whatever they want. Um, and then they're like, Oh, look at them. They do what they want. And I want to be like that. But usually these guys are kind of problematic, right? Like, Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, I just think there, there's something in freedom. Like, and again, we live in America, we live in a great country and we're so blessed to have the freedoms that we do have. But, um, it just seems as like we, we love this freedom and we love to just say like, this freedom is mine and I'm allowed to exercise it how I see fit. Right. Yep. Like I will fight for my rights because my freedom is on the line. Um, I, I, I will say what I want because I have the free speech. I have free speech and you can't censor me. And if you censor me, then you're part of this um, liberal woke um, uh, uh, thought police, um, which I'll get into that a little bit because I think there is some weirdness in that too as well. Um or they're trying to destroy America. We've got to buy a whole social media platform to protect our <laughs> yeah, first amendment right. rights. Um, but again, there's, there's this thing that um, it, I believe as Christians, if you call yourself a follower of Christ, that you are in exile in Babylon. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what I mean by that is that we are people here who are uh, occupying a country we are an ambassadors for a kingdom that is greater than the kingdom that we're experiencing right now. They're the empire that we're experiencing now. Um, 
we are called to live a certain way. And again, people, when they say that, they want to go to these moral parameters where they're like, well, you got to be like this, 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 where it's more about the idea of love. Working on our salvation is in love. And um, if we're going to give the Christian, the church, a grade in love, it would probably be an F. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. it, it'd probably be an F. Um it's not to say the whole church is failing. It's just, as we're going to say, as again, sorry, get into this. People get mad when I say that because they're like, well, that's not the whole church. But when you read the scriptures, this is actually just not, I said, this is not me answering this. This is really, when you read it, when God speaks to people, he usually speaks to whole groups. There's times he's individually talking to people and he'll visit people, but usually it's a word for a whole group. So we're not as isolated as what we think we are. We're actually more collective, right? Like we have individual moral responsibilities um, in walking out our faith and salvation. But most of the time when you read it, Paul's talking to churches, large groups of people. Um, God is talking to Israel, a large group of people, kingdoms, mm-hmm. things like that. It's not isolated to just one people. So when we say this collectively, mm-hmm. the church in the West it, it's not doing so hot, right? Yeah. I think we, we have just been exploring kind of how we're not doing so hot across all these podcasts where we're really diving into the deep subjects, yeah. um, kind of the elephants in the room that we all know are there, right? Um, but that we don't always want to talk about or we're afraid to talk about. Right. So this is going to be a real political episode. So Woo-hoo. get ready. Uh, <laughs> midterm election. <laughs> midterm election. <laughs> Buckle up. Uh, no, but really. So uh, I, I think we, we need to break something down first. The, the gospel of Jesus critiques the, the left and the right. Yes, it does. The gospel. Of Je- I'm going to say that one more time. The gospel of Jesus is not co-op to the left or the right. It critiques it actually. Um, and it literally gets to the heart of the person and it's not so much dependent on our works, but rather this idea of our, our full trust and allegiance to Jesus. Right. Thus the outward appearance and the outward work is love. So there's both on, on both sides where to be a good liberal, to be a good Republican or to be a good, whatever, like I have to have this outward, um, pseudo form of righteousness where, um, either I'm a, I could be a terrible person on both sides, but when you're a follower of Jesus, the process of salvation that is most important is how we love, Mm -hmm. how we love one another. It's not optional, right? Like it's, it's not optional. And I'm, I'm so tired of people trying to make excuses for not loving one another. This is going to be a rant too. <laughs> like it just is. Yeah. And, and no one can say I'm saved by faith regardless of whether I love people or not. Right. Like yeah. you, you, you can't say that. No. And it's something where, um, I think, I think we need to take even a step further. Yeah. So in Matthew chapter 25, mm. we talk about Jesus separating two groups, right? Yeah. Um, to the first group that he calls his true followers. Mm. Those are the people who are, feeding those who don't have food, who are visiting those in prison, who are helping and doing practical, real things. Mm -hmm. It's action. Love is action. Love is action. And in the second group, there are people who are like, Hey God, we use your name. We talk about you all the time. Like we're we're there. We're we're your people. And he says, no, you're not. Because the things, the things that I told you to do, the things like, 
feed people who are hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, visit, visit, me, me in prison. visit you in prison. Yep. Help those who are sick. Yep. You are not doing that. Yeah. And that's not a social justice form of God. It, this is the gospel. This yes. is, this is the work of Christ. Yeah. Like this is not, um, we're not taking any kind of political side in no. this, that this is saying love is not passive, right? That if you are saying, well, I love people, you know, from afar, I love the general idea of people, yeah. you know, yes, I, you know, I'm going to get on social media or whatever and, and say my piece about social justice, but I'm not actually going to roll up my sleeves or sacrifice yep. or do anything yep. that requires anything of me, yep. then, which is easy to do. Uh huh. Very that, easy. But by scripture, you are not living in love. Right. And so one of the things I've always tell people is that love, love in its true self cannot be equated with anyone's agenda. Right. Mm-hmm. Because no agenda is love unless it comes from a certain kind of heart. Oh, oh, you're speaking to me right now. So, okay. So, I'm, okay. I'm going to get stand on a stoke box here. Go, I'm going to, I'm going to drop a mic go. again. There you go. Um, okay. <laughs> Something that I absolutely hate yeah. um, about many faith-based organizations and mm. ministries is that we can't truly do anything with altruism. Mm. Like it goes that, goes uh-huh. that. Yeah. So we can't we can't give something to someone just for the sake of giving it. Interesting. Yes. Right? We always have to find a way to work the gospel in. Mm. We need to make sure that they know about Jesus, mm-hmm. that we talk about Jesus, that we have some kind of a, a faith-based conversation um in order to justify an act of generosity or caring. Yeah. We can't say, you know what? We notice that you're cold. And so we're going to give you a coat. Yeah. We notice that you're hungry. So we're going to give you some food yep. just for the simple sake of you are a human person and we care about you and we don't want to see you hungry. Yep. That's it. You're made in the image of God. Yep. There's nothing else. That's yeah. No more. Um, we have to, we think we have to find some way yeah. to, to religify. I just made up a word to religify <laughs> this whole right. experience. And it's not love. It's agenda. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really good. Um, and so just speaking on this and, and this is freedom. So going back to freedom, um, it, again, it's a big topic. We're going to talk about a certain artist. Um, you know, you used to go to name, used to go by the name Kanye now goes by yay. Uh, but um, there's a particular verse that I sent to Angie earlier um, that really struck me really, really, really hard. Um, now this is talking about our freedom in Christ that, that we do have. Like, again, Christians are the most free people in the world. We are not bound to sin. We're not bound to guilt or shame. We're not bound to religion. We are bound to Jesus. And we are the most free people in the world. So when people talk about losing their freedom, I'm like you can do whatever you want, take my speech, take my guns, take my bat, take whatever you want. Like I'm free in Christ. doesn't matter. This is what this verse says. And I think it's really important. This is in the Galatians 5, 13, 15. I'm going to read one in the NIV and then one in the message. Cause I like the message version better. But um, it says, this says you, my brothers and sisters, you're called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law, the entire law in the text and the scriptures is fulfilled in keeping this one command. There's one, just one thing to do. Love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. The message says it like this. I love it. It is absolutely clear that God has called you to a free life. Just make sure that you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do, do whatever you want to do and destroy your freedom. Rather, use your freedom to serve one another in love. 
That's how freedom grows. For everything we know about God's word is summed up in a single sentence. Love others as you love yourself. You're called to love yourself as a Christian. There's no hate, no self-hate. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a whole other topic, but um, that's an act of true freedom. If you bite and ravage each other, watch out. In no time at all, you'll be annihilating each other. And where will your precious freedom be then? I think mm-hmm. the scriptures, whether you're a Christian or not, there's just such good wisdom that comes from it. Yeah. And I think it speaks to the human experience so much. And we see that being played out in our time and day now, right? Time and day now. Mm-hmm. Like, and and I do want to hit on this and probably people are so sick of hearing about this guy, but we, we got to talk about Kanye. We got to talk about Ye. Um, I grew up with Kanye. So did okay? I. Like, Kanye West was my favorite artist. He inspired me in fashion. I have a pair. I have three pair of Yeezys. Okay. Like (laughs) I learned something about you today. (laughs) I was going to wear them today, but I did. Uh, Kanye, like for me, like, dude, he made like his music. Amazing. Like banger after banger, each album, any feature beats. What I, I was obsessed with Kanye. Right. And so (laughs) <laughs> going into this thing, <laughs> this started a while ago, right? Like this is not a thing that's been just around this year, but Kanye has had a track record of kind of just being really reckless with his words, right? Like, mm. you know, it, it kind of even just started off with even just, you know, George Bush hates black people. You know, they're doing a, they're doing a uh, fundraiser for Katrina and he's with Michael Myers and Mike Myers from Austin powers. And he just does this live on air and Mike Myers is like, what just happened? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and then, you know, we had the, the popular, like, I think it was the MTV M- mm-hmm. music awards where he interrupts Taylor Swift. You know, it's the, f- the famous, I'm gonna let you finish. But Beyonce had the best video of all time, all time, you know? And everyone does an internal cringe. Yeah. And we're and like, oh, this like, poor oh, no, and no. She, you know, and then, you know, there's some other problem, like going, you know, recent stuff, you know, he's, you know, he married a Kardashian, they get divorced and, you know, he starts going off on her new boyfriend and, you know, and then flash forward to kind of recent now, like, Kanye just starts talking about he, it's a tweet that's been now taken off, but it's 3 a.m. When as soon as I wake up, I'm going deck con on like Jewish people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what? What are you doing? Yeah. So, so here's something I think that needs to be said. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah. um, I want to make sure that when we talk about Kanye, because he, this is somebody that very clearly has a mental illness. Right. Um, and he is selling a whole lot of tabloids and blogs and all that for a lot of other people. Right. A lot of people are capitalizing on him right now um, and capitalizing on the fact that he has a mental illness. Right. Kind of like what we did to Brittany. Right. right. We're right. realizing how messed up what we did to Brittany was. Uh, feel sorry for us, <laughs> for, yeah. for her, for our society of how how we treat people who are in the spotlight. Yeah. It's, but rather. Yeah. yeah but rather than. um Rather than take a step back and be like, hey, Kanye needs some help mm-hmm. um, and say, hey, we're not going to capitalize on him here. We're not going to promote this stuff. We're not going to we're going to we're going to have somebody say, hey, 
you yeah. need help. But he's you also a narcissist. <laughs> but still. Right. Like instead of, Hey, you need help. Right. People are, are using him. Yes. And advancing yes. this, this platform, this platform yes. of my first amendment rights mean that I can say anything I want and look right. at Kanye or yay or yeah. whatever. Um, look at what he's doing. He's using his first amendment rights. Yay, Kanye. Right. Um, so here's, I looked up this because yeah. I, again, I'm also a nerd and I like looking right. things up. Um, so I got this from the American Library Association. Mm. So the First Amendment protects robust debate. Yeah. Especially on matters of, of public concern. Right. And, and the thing is, it still protects that debate, even if it devolves into something that's distasteful, offensive, or even hate speech that causes others to feel grief, anger, or fear. Yeah. There was actually even a Supreme Court decision on uh, Snyder v. Phelps that mm. upheld this. All right. Yeah. So, yes, the First Amendment protects your right to say what you want. Yeah. However, it doesn't protect you from consequences. Right. right. Like you're not going to be thrown in jail. Right. It's not illegal, but you might still experience other consequences. Like we see Alex Jones mm -hmm. recently and he has a lawsuit and mm -hmm. he used a travesty to spew lies and hate um, about families who experience a travesty mm -hmm. and like, and then was surprised that they took him to court like, mm -hmm. and sued him. Yeah. It's one of those things is just because you can do something. Yes. Doesn't mean that you should. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a, there's a scripture passage about that. Right. Right. So in that, I think Americans, maybe this is our American blood, you know, when it started coming over here and revolutionary war and, and, and there's this almost this thing of propping up freedom to be an idol. Mm -hmm. Um, where it's this thing of just like, because I'm free American, well, at least I know I'm American or, you know, at least I know I'm, you know, that song, yeah, that, you know, know song. <laughs> isn't it like, I'm, I'm proud to be an American. I'm proud to be an American. Yeah, yeah. At least I know I'm free. Right. Right. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a banger. Um, but it's like this idea of like, we're so addicted to our freedom that because I have this freedom, I feel the need to do what I want, say what I want. Um, it's almost this thing of like, I'm going to hold fast to that. Um, and it's going to define everything that I do. Yeah. It defines the lens of how I see people and what I do. I had the freedom to pull myself up by my bootstraps and build myself up and not take that loan for my dad. But <laughs> I took a million dollar loan and then I started my own business. But why can't you do that? You have the same freedom I do. Like it's, we, we use our freedom to prop ourselves up mm -hmm. um, and do these things. But I, I, I just think that Christ is calling us to use our spiritual freedom and our natural freedom to do other things, but what were yeah. you going to say? You know, I think it's, it's something where a lot of times we, we think freedom from, yeah, but instead it's freedom for, yeah. It's like, um, it's not freedom from consequences. That's really um, good. By the way, I just want to point out, I liked what you just said. Oh, thanks, Flay. <laughs> <laughs> now that I've said my third thought of the podcast, I'll see you guys for my fourth. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but yeah, um, you know, I, mm. I, I talked with somebody, I remember during the pandemic, um, that her employer wanted her to get a vaccine and she's like, mm. no, I, it's my freedom mm. uh, to not accept it. 
that's that's completely correct. That is your yeah. freedom. But the consequence of that could be that right. you get fired from your job because your employer also has freedoms. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's not a freedom from consequences. It's a freedom for. Right. It's a freedom for um, that you are able to the best of your ability mm -hmm. to serve others. I like to think you, whenever, I, whenever I get out of bed or I'm, I'm pumping myself up, right? I like to think YOLO. Like you only live once, right? Um, because they're <laughs> I was Josh spitting on himself. No, drink just, coming out that's amazing. Because apparently YOLO, yeah, <laughs> YOLO. Um, so but, if you've ever thought, what does Angie think when she wakes up? up? She thinks YOLO. <laughs> um, and definitely like that's pitch YOLO. Um, but, 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 but here's, here's mm. the perspective is, you know, it's not a freedom from consequences. It is a freedom for like, okay, how many people, yeah. Can I serve today? Yeah. How, how much good can I do with my life? How yeah. many people would, it could say that their life is better because they knew you, yeah. that, that you, you did something good or generous or kind. Um, you know, how many people can you see with housing? Yeah. How many people can you see, um, you know, achieve their educational dreams or get that dream job that they've always mm -hmm. wanted, you know? What could you do for somebody else today? Yeah. And and that's something that it is a motivator um, and it, it gets you excited because, you know, uh, it, doing doing good, mm -hmm. it should never, it, it's never meant to be something where it's like a drudgery. Yeah. And I think that sometimes we can, when we start getting to this mindset of like, oh, you know, the world is against me. There's yeah. no one doing good. No, YOLO, YOLO, <laughs> get excited about it. Amazing things are happening. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think um, there's this idea of, um, I, I kind of want to break this down when we talk about love your neighbor as yourself, right? And um, it, it's it's not this command to, in the sense of like, yeah, just love yourself. And then whatever you have, you'd love your neighbor. It's more about this. Like we all have this actual natural existing self love, right? Like mm -hmm. we, if I'm in a fire, if a house is on fire, I'm jumping out. Right. Like, because I love myself now, those are expressed in different ways. And some of us have different views of how we see ourselves and that's different, but it's already taking this existing like love of self and making it the measuring rod of how you love others. Mm -hmm. So and this is, I think the hardest command in the scriptures more than anything I can fake being this moral person, right? I can fake that, but to actually love people as I love myself, I mean, it really, it, you, you want to see people be fed, you know, just as you're hungry, you don't want them to be hungry, right? It means you want your neighbor to find a job as much as you have a job. Like I want to see this person be set up for success just as much as I've been set up for success. It's like, you, you want to share like the love of Christ with your neighbor because you know, the love that has been poured out on you. Mm -hmm. And I care about you as much as what happens to me. It's, it's, it's this very, just like this, this so much less of, well, I'm just going to get mine and my bag and I don't care about anyone else. Right. It's just more of like, I want to see the very best for you 
as I want for myself and yeah. my family. And it's such, there's so much joy in that. Yeah. Like say if you go to a job that you don't love, like you kind of hate it. Right. Maybe it pays really well. Right. And you're like, well, I'm here because the, the pay is good, but I don't like it. Yeah. When you, when you get up in the morning to go to work and you think about, okay, I have to work overtime today, but you know what? With that money, I could give it to this organization and do this amount of good with it. Yeah. That makes doing that overtime a little bit easier. Actually a right. lot easier. Right. Because I remember being in that place where I was at a job that I was making pretty good money, but I didn't love it. Right. Um, but when I thought about, you know, kind of I would even like break it down to like, okay, salary wise, like what would I like be making in an hour? Mm. And so when I'm doing overtime, it's like, you know what? I just did this for this many people, you right, know, or something right. like that. And then it gave you like this boost of energy um to go into it. You're like, well, you know, like I don't I don't actually mind right. working this overtime today that I'm kind of being forced to, um, because I get to do something good with it. Yeah. Yeah. And so when Paul's writing this letter, this is the verse that we read in Galatians, you know, he's calling them to live in this freedom that comes with Christ. Right. And it, it came at Christ's expense, like his blood, his blood was spilled and Christ had purchased us um, for those who trust in his freedom from the slavery to, to, to our own ego and our own brokenness and our own like sinful nature. And now we're forgiven and we now don't have to toil under the harsh burdens of the law. Right. And so, um, Paul Letty writes in, in the in Romans, he's like, you know, there's no, now there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. The Christian life is a life of liberty. It's a life of freedom. You're free, free indeed. Celebrate your freedom. But at the end of Galatians, he says, be careful because if you fixate on yourself and your own things and you begin to devour one another. Right. And I, I really I want to ask you this. Do you think Americans are as free as what they think they are? No. Mm. Why do you think that? Because I think that um, rather than I am, I am free to love extravagantly. Mm. It is a fear of whatever privileges or whatever I have being taken away from me. Mm -hmm. And that's not freedom. Mm -hmm. Living in fear and freedom are, are so, so drastically different. Mm. And if it's a, I'm afraid I won't be able to say or do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. That's not freedom. Yeah. That's fear. Yeah. I think what are we are the highest incarcerated society in the mm -hmm. free world, right? Like um, I think we also have some of the highest, like, anxiety and depression rates. Mm -hmm. um, we, we are constantly in fear of, again, and it's funny because we have one of the highest military budgets yet. We're always in constant fear of being invaded. Um, we have some of the highest like gun ratio to human beings. Like we actually, I believe as far as I I've done research, we have the largest by a significant margin the largest military budget. Yeah. We have the largest GDP by right now, by far China's in second kind of catching up, but there's been some recent research saying that even they are much further away wow. than we previously thought. Yeah. We are in terms of general safety as safe of a country right. as we can be from external forces as possible. That's crazy. That's insane to think about. And it's like, you know, again, uh, freedom 
But I think more than it, I think we live in fear. Mm-hmm. I think we're in constant fear of one, the unknown and fear of being out of control. Mm-hmm. And so I think when we were looking at this verse and it ends of, in verse 15, it's like this somber warning. I think it's played out today because we're so consumed with our own agendas, with our own freedoms, debating about basic human rights. Like I know which basic human. Can, rights. We, can we say this too? Yeah. Um, that when it comes to basic human rights, right. it's not an agree to disagree. Right. It's not, um, I think I should have basic human rights. And someone says, well, I disagree. Agree right. to disagree. Nope. Right. Nope. Well, let's even talk like in certain, you know, parts of the country, again, America, the greatest country of the world, they don't have access to clean water. Like think about that. They don't have access to the Flint crisis mm-hmm. that happened. I mean, they still are working on providing clean water. And I, I think, we, we are so consumed about that debating about basic human rights, basic principles, and, and just making sure our freedom is secure that we, we, we totally forget to love mm-hmm. that we're so fixated on ourselves that we are in totally forgetting to love. And I think this verse, this, this somber warning that Paul is giving, it's, it's, it's playing out in our, in our eyes. Like, and I think it's love is motivated by the joy of sharing our fullness not by the desire to fill our emptiness, mm-hmm. right? Like love is motivated by the joy of sharing like what we have. Like I am abundantly full. I have so much. I am, I, I tell my wife all the time in, in the, our line of work, you too, you probably see it too. You're like, I have, I have a lot. Yeah. And I'm abundantly full. And, and the joy of it is sharing in that, right? Like it's sharing that. I want to share this with you. It's not my, my, my desire to fill that, 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 that's, that's the thing. It's like America, humanity is constantly on this hamster wheel of trying to fill the emptiness that we, that we experience. Right. But you know, he's talking about Paul when he's talking about this, he's talking about how wild animals act when they're starving and not filled. Right. Like they would devour one another. Um, they will consume one another if they're, if they're not filled. Um, and so we're not filled with the sweet aroma of love, like the sweet beauty of God's love. It's, you know, it's, it's this thing of like, then I'm going to take this out on you. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's kind of like that, that roaming animal, right. Looking for someone to devour. Right. We see it all over the place. Right. And then again, there's someone who's also like that. The enemy is like a roaring lion ready to what? Devour. Kill, eat, destroy, devour. Right. Mm-hmm. So again, it's like, are we really truly free? If you're so consumed with being right, uh huh, consumed about what the left or the right is doing, consumed about not not the things that actually matter. Are you truly free? Are are you are you using what you have to build others up, or are you just hoarding resources and things for yourself? Are you using your God given American rights and freedoms (laughs) to tear others down, to belittle others. Are you enslaved to your emptiness, which bites and devours you and then is never satisfied? Or are you sharing in the love and freedom that you have now found in Jesus? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that um, it's something where so often I see, um, especially on social media, especially um, with, with the, with the, evangelical community. Yeah. Um, how quickly we are to tear down other people mm-hmm. and call it love. Oh yes. 
It is so annoying. It's yeah. Um, and just say, well, you know, truth hurts, right? Yeah. Like, um, I'm that's gonna, tough love. Oh, it's tough love. I'm going to read. So yeah, go after the, uh, row, we, Roe v. Wade uh, mm. reversal. Um, I saw this is one of the worst things I've ever seen online mm. um, with uh, pro-life mm. um, that I just thought, oh my goodness, how insensitive. It says, uh, friends, I'm not anti-choice. You have the choice of abstinence, adoption, or parenthood. We just can't kill babies. Truth is love. I thought, oh, dang, no, 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 no. First of all, that's not even the right place to have that conversation. No. Um, and, and my thought is, okay. Um, so what happens again, freedom for freedom for love. Um, what happens when someone sees that, um, who had to terminate their pregnancy due to a medical condition? Mm. What about the person who was raped? Yeah. What about the person mm. um, who was in an abusive situation mm. and couldn't see a way out? Mm. Um, what about the person who, what about the person who, mm. what about the person who, yeah. what about the person who, there are so many different stories and you don't know every single person's yep. story when you make a blanket statement yep. um, and you can pick your topic. Yeah. Um, any you know, topic, any topic, um, the hot button ones are all there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't know somebody's story. You don't know what someone is dealing with. And when we use our freedom of speech mm. to vilify, mm-hmm. uh, any, any person who has experienced one thing, uh, who, who believes one thing, mm-hmm. who, um, uh, you name it. Um, right. That that's just not okay. That's not okay. And that's not what we, that's not what our freedom in Christ is for. And that most certainly isn't love. If you can't, if you can't picture Mm. somebody, the person reading it Mm -hmm. who disagrees with you and, or, and, and how they might receive that. And if it would hurt, that's not love. I've been doing a, a deep dive into church history and reading a lot about the saints and there's one that was posted today by um, Father Jarvis, and I've been reading some of his stuff. He's, he's actually Saint Gabriel the Fool for Christ. Mm-hmm. He was known as that. That's his. That's his title that he's known by. Um, mm-hmm. I think Christians feel like in our freedom, I need to call you out for your sin. Mm-hmm. I need to call you out for your sin. Okay, and this is I'm talking specifically about the church now. Let's mm-hmm. let's leave culture or whatever out. I'm I'm talking specifically about the church right now. There's this quote that he has saying other people's sins are not your business. Sit and cry for your own sins. Mm-hmm. I'm read that one more time. <laughs> other people's sins are not your business. Sit and cry for your own sins. Now that doesn't mean we don't help each other in restoration. That doesn't mean that we don't help each other in accountability. That doesn't mean like, but again, it goes back to Jesus saying like, take the plank out of your own eye before you take the speck out of someone else's mm-hmm. and your freedom. Like, that's the freedom in Christ, right? Is to be able to see, oh man, I got a log in my eye. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, it, and, and I feel like that, that illustration is so great because a log clouds your vision. Yeah. Um, because something that you might think is sin in someone else's life. Yeah. May not be that at all. Right. You because know you don't even story. know any better. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You got a plank in your eye. Right. You can't and even see things. You can't see the full thing. You can't see the pull. And it, and it does. It, 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 
distorts the way you see that person, mm-hmm. the way you see the situation. Like, again, this is why we hear on the podcast and just in our lives, like we are about asking questions, right? Mm-hmm. I have the freedom <laughs> to not make assumptions and ask good questions, ask questions. Right. Mm-hmm. So I just think like in this freedom that we have now in Jesus, right? Like we are not called to be these people that are abiding and trying to devour one another. We're called to be people full of freedom and grace and truth and love. Grace comes in truth, right? Usually grace starts first and then truth follows through it. The truth is the objective life, death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I'm called to live like that, right? He's our teacher and our rabbi. He shows us the example of what it means to be human, what it means to follow him, right? And I just, there's a verse in second Corinthians, Paul, he's writing this and he says, um, finally brothers rejoice, aim for restoration, comfort one another, agree with one another, live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. And the God of love and peace will be with you. So I think if we want to see the culture and the rest of society do this, it starts with us. Mm-hmm. It starts with us setting that example. So, yeah. yeah. It starts with humility. Yeah. Where it says, I don't know everything. Right. Um, there may be something that I have misunderstood yep. that I am not going to be quick to yep. jump on someone else. Um, and I'm also not going to spread any kind of hateful rhetoric that says an, an us and them narrative. Yeah. And aim for vilify, restoration. Yes. That I vilify someone yeah. else so that I feel superior. That's not what restoration is. No. Um, that it, it is about unity. Yeah. Um, it is about recognizing the humanity and yeah. every person. I, I love how Jesus, so the scripture says that Jesus is fully human and fully God. Oh, God. It takes fully Worth God to teach us how yeah. to be fully human. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. And again, it's, we, we forget so much about the humanity of Jesus where it's funny. I don't, we're we're going to keep going. I don't care. But like, <laughs> don't I, say it. I don't hear John, uh, John's just saying that in response to me breathing. Sorry, sir. Uh, I, have, I have asthma. That was not a passive aggressive. I can't believe they're still going. You're known Get no, yeah. of your high school that I paid for that you're on right now. Oh, but you, well, I, we just got, we just got, uh, we got our corrected own here. Yeah, got our own uh, yeah, we're, we're planking here. Uh, <laughs> I think Jesus. That's me banging think, on the table. I think we up. should call it planking when like the plank in your eye, like, be like, dang, they're planking right now. Yeah, Not like you do remember what planking term. was? Oh my God. Oh, do you remember what planking was oh like a thing? Gosh. Angie, you know what you sound like? What? This will be a callback to your last episode. Is he sound like a pastor trying to be funny? Oh, Blake. You know what? Do that <laughs> how about me. instead of the kids planking, how about we plank first? <laughs> that is not what I said. Bring the band up. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. No, no I, I was thinking like of like the exercise planks that you yeah. did. Like, right. 
because I, okay, I was not, I was not an athletic child, um, <laughs> but I can run. Um, I, yeah, I ran cross country in college. Nice. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, I did. Oh, I ran cross country in college, but I remember like those insane workouts and, mm. and like, we'd have to do like planks after practice and, um, they would time you and mm. you'd have to do like four or five minutes of planks and Oof. you're just like, it's killing you. Um, but yeah, I'm just thinking the plank, and then I'd be like, "Dang, we're planking on social oh media God. today." <laughs> Do you remember planking, like when it was a thing? If you used to plank, no on stuff. You don't remember that? No, I don't remember that. Well, people they would lay flat on their yeah. chest, uh-huh. arms at their sides, legs mm-hmm. out back, and they would try to. Do that position on as much as many dangerous positions as possible. Sometimes on top of buildings. Yeah, oh, on the edge. A, that's a terrible idea. You ever seen it on The Office? Remember? Oh yeah. Remember we have some, like yeah. planking's a big thing right now. Yeah. Remember oh that? yeah, I remember that. Like Meredith is on like the the, the cabinet. Yeah, yeah. and Dwight's <laughs> is like just starts throwing people off of things and like it's crazy. Anyways, okay, we're off the rails. Oh. Um, yeah, but anyways, again, I I, I want to just leave this as a benediction for you guys, like. Um, as we wrap up, um, and again, thanks. Yeah. Um, second Corinthians 13, 11 is like finally brothers and sisters rejoice, aim for restoration, comfort one another, agree with one another. This is the church, right? Like he's talking to the church. Like, um, there's division and dissension and all these different things He's like, um, live in peace and the God of love and peace will be with you. So, Yeah. Good. That's good. I don't think we could say any better. Say any better. All right. Well, thanks guys. Thanks for being with us. Um, and again, if you have questions or uh, things or comments you want to say, we'll leave our emails in the show notes and hopefully we'll see you soon. See you soon. Happy Thanksgiving. See you soon. If you like what you heard today and would like to hear more, please subscribe to our podcast If you want to know more about Made Strong Ministries or would like to support the work that we're doing, you can check us out at www.madestrongfw.org.